0: Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. We got a great God. It's a great day to be in church. Great to see your faces here. How are we all doing? Everybody good? You ready for a championship kind of Sunday? It's just the AFC but Lord help us, we've been here before. We need a new result. (laughs) Hey, North Location, let's welcome the plaza right now as we're linking live That's a big church family all together. Great to have you here. Go ahead and grab your seat. It's good to see everybody out. As you just heard, our our Hillsong Connects, our small groups are launching today for this new season, and I highly encourage you to find one that's a fit for you and your family. Find a course. If you haven't been through Freedom and you've been a part of the church for a while, highly encourage that one. As it gets rid of your yesterday, helps you walk into your God future, helps you grow closer with the Holy Spirit. And uh, man, that's my favorite one. I, I get to be a part of that that course as well. And it's it's just an awesome result at the end, what I've seen God do in people's lives. And I believe He's going to do something great in you. We are in a season we're calling Awakening. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we just want to be wide awake to every purpose of heaven for our life. We want to be fully aware of our calling and what God is asking of us. And if we can walk into this new year, new decade with our eyes wide open, I think we'll be blown away with all the things we're going to see God do in your life and in your family's life as, as well. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, just a, kind of a theme verse for awakening it says, for, for you are all children of the light and children of the day. We don't belong to the night nor the darkness. This is why we must not fall asleep as the rest do. Even when it's warm in the auditorium and Pastor Kyle is preaching a little too long, we must not fall asleep as the rest do. But we got to we got to keep wide awake and clear headed. We've gotta keep wide awake and clear-headed. In every season that we enter into as a church, uh, Listen, I really take it to heart to write like a declaration thing, something to declare over your life. To believe, uh, we do believe that our words, when they align with God's will, they frame our future. And so we write this declaration, which I think you received on your seat. And I just want to read just a, a tiny little portion of this. Is where I'm going to get the the foundation and kind of the, the the beginning point, starting point of my message for you today. It says, "This I won't sleep on the significance of each day. How many know today is significant?" You might just think it's another Sunday, but this is a God-ordained day. He has made you for this day, and He has something special in store. Wherever I go, I am moving forward into the wide open places He's prepared for me. I am awake for a purpose, and this is the key for today, and my passion, everyone say, my passion is contagious. You sit next to your crush, just lean over and say, my passion is contagious like the flu Stay away from me right now. My passion is contagious. Passion and desire, things that no one else can do for you. You, You've got to bring your own passion. You've got to bring your own excitement. You've got to bring your own expectation. I think passion and desire are really X factors when it comes to walking in destiny. It's putting your whole self into it. And if you're not putting your whole self into your relationship with God, then no wonder you're lacking passion. A passion in life. No wonder you're not walking in purpose, because it's until we give him all that we are, we don't realize all that he has for, for us. And, and if you're faking it, you might get away with it for a while, but sooner or later, you're going to be found out. Heavy word, but you'll find out it's a fraud. If your heart's not in it, it's not very long before you can start to see it. Others can see it around you. When you've lost your passion, in many ways, you've, you've lost your way. And if your passion, your zeal, your purpose, your desire is lacking today, hey, you came to the right place. We're going to get it back. I I got a message uh, I want to share and just a simple question for you to just to ponder and to let maybe wrestle in your heart a little bit. Where did the fire go? If you ever had a fire, a passion for Jesus, greater than what you are currently experiencing, I I think it's uh, good to just make yourself aware of, where where did I lose it? Where did it drain? What situation, what circumstance, what issue has caused me to maybe lose a little bit of my passion and my fire for life? Where did it go? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you as we're gathering together from the plaza to the north. Lord, we thank you that you're awakening us to purpose and destiny in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your grace is so good and more than enough, it meets us where we're at and yet changes us to become more like Jesus. That's our goal today, to be wide awake, fully aware of what you have done and what you are doing. And Lord, I pray you awaken a passion, not just in the church, in every individual, in everyone listening, those new here, those planted here. Lord, we thank you you awaken them to their God-given god-given passion and purpose lord we love you we thank you that we will have victory today over the titans over the enemy the devil but also over his football team the titans And lord we thank you that derrick henry although he's a large leviathan beast something's got to give in jesus name amen? Amen. amen amen loudest amen i'll get of the day you know we got a new fireplace in the turner house um It's 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 amazing because it's a wood burning fireplace with also has gas. I know this is new for me. It's the it's the B O B W the best of both worlds, because I I get the ability to have the sound and the smell, the crackle of the wood fire, but I don't have to be good at building the fire. As y'all know, I ain't no boy scout. In many ways. I don't have to be good at building the fire, I can just add, add the heat from the gas. It's revolutionized the home. I am like obsessed with building fires. Every moment I'm in the house, I'm thinking about the fire. Last night as I'm praying, preparing, writing this message a little bit, working on it, I'm in front of the fire. I allowed the logs to burn all the way down. All that was left was the gas just going. I love that I have the ability at any given moment to have an amazing, an amazing fire. And fire needs, needs fuel. Your, your, your faith needs fuel. Your faith, if it's ever going to be bigger than you, which it's always called to be bigger than you, is going to need some, going to need some fuel and my hope is, my heart is, that you'd find that fuel today, that where you maybe have allowed it to, to, to get a little, a little rundown, unempty, maybe that what used to be bright and burning with desire for the things of God has been like hushed out, quieted, or dampened by the world around you, or disappointments that you've seen in front of you, that you would understand that you're actually the guardian of your own spirit and fire. You're, you're the person God says, I'm going to put you in charge. God's passionate about you, wants you to be passionate about him, not necessarily because he needs your attention, but he knows a heart that's on fire for him will be useful to change the world around. And ultimately, is what you were made to carry. And I would pray that you would awaken to passion. Because the world is marked and changed by men and women who have desire men and women who have a passion to to press through difficult situations. Tomorrow we celebrate the life of a great man, a man of passion, Martin Luther King Jr. He he had a passion to break down barriers, to bring equality, to to silence injustice, And, and he didn't do it with violence, he did it with love and sacrifice and he understood you have to have a a, a greater desire for something good to go through you for you to ever accomplish the good that you were created for. In fact one of his quotes he says it takes tireless exertions. It takes a passionate concern of dedicated individuals to make a difference and I think we've gotten this day and age where it's a lot easier to be angry at something then actually be fueled with, with, with a grace and a passion to be the difference maker. The world is changed by passionate people. If you want to see your world changed, your own life changed, your marriage changed, your career changed, your family changed, let the fire start in you. Have a passion for the things of God and you'll see the purposes of God prevail in your life. I wonder what your legacy will be like at the end of this year as you guard the fire on the inside, as you get it back as you've lost it and you hold on and live your life as a passionate, devoted follower of Jesus. Why don't you turn in your Bible, turn to the book of Revelation. Don't get too excited. We ain't going into dragons and things today and serpents. We're, we're gonna stick in the first part of the book. It's a lot easier to preach. Uh, Revelation chapter 2. <laughs> Jesus is issuing out some report cards to churches. There's churches all over, Church of Philadelphia, uh, there's the the Church of Laodicea, and he says, hey, there's some things that you're winning in an area where you need some work. There's some areas which you're you're doing well, and yet there's some problems that I'm trying to sort out. How many grateful every once in a while just to get a report card and realize, hey, it's good to just assess where, where I'm seeing victory and where I'm lacking, and he, he writes this report card, if you will, to the church in Ephesus, and he says this, I know all the things you do. I mean, God sees everything you do. He says, I have seen your hard work and patient endurance. Right off the bat, they're doing pretty good. Like, hey, they, they, they do a lot of things for God. They, they, they work hard, they're, they're patient, they have endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people, You you examine the claims of those who are false prophets, claiming to be apostles, but are not. You discovered that they're liars. In other words, you're able to discern the truth. You're not easily fooled. How many know it's talking about a person who's resilient, who's dedicated, who's hardworking, who's patient, and can perceive when something's good or bad. And you've patiently suffered for God, for me, without quitting. Everything on the report is looking good, but he's in a moment, he's going to tell you you're missing passion. Like you're doing everything right, but you've lost this first love, this desire. He says, but I have this complaint. One translation says, I'm holding this against you. And if you don't figure this out, he says, I'm going to have to do something about it. I mean, it's a warning. If you, if you keep failing in this area, you're going to miss the whole purpose that you were created. He says, I hold this against you. I have this complaint. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, and repent means to miss the and to make a change. If you don't make this change, If you don't get this fire, this love, this passion for me and for people back, I will have to come and remove your lampstand from its place. If you don't get this spark back, I'm going to have to take away the light. Uh, Of course, we know that Jesus is the one that says, hey, you, 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 church, you're a city on a hill. You're, you're you're, You're a light to the world. You're a people that shouldn't be in hiding and here we have a church, Church of Ephesus, and they're doing everything right, but they're lacking this God desire, love for him, love for, for people. He says, hey, come back, come back, get, get it, get it back. If we don't have our light, we don't have the whole reason that we're here on the earth. This church in Ephesus, I mean, honestly, in many ways, they're killing it. They're winning and not really sinning. But they've lost their way because they've lost that heartbeat connection to God. Passion, desire, I call it fire. Just something of flame on the inside is what God is looking for. Listen, I think he's looking for that much more than works. Because everything starts in the heart. No doubt, because the letter writes that you used to have it, but somehow... You've lost it. Look back to how far you've fallen. For when you used to love me with fervency and desire, where you used to love people with passion, look and assess where you now miss it because you're still doing the work, but you've lost the desire. And sometimes when I get up to preach, maybe I've had a rough week or uh, dealing with things, family, church, whatever, and maybe I always don't feel so confident in my sermon. But one thing I'll always do every week, and and it helps me, particularly in weeks where I don't feel like I'm fully, I'm fully prepared, is that I just take a few moments in the back before I get up to preach for the first time. And I just get on my knees and I just say, God, I got to have you. God, I got to have you. Then I'll just get on stage and just sometimes I'll be honest, pretend to be confident. I'll pretend like I'll just turn up the passion level. Sometimes it means I get a little higher in my decibels. Sometimes it means I'm a little more poignant in my points. But I tell you, it's amazing how much of a difference maker it is in the result at which the word is received and what it produces in the church if I'll just add a little God passion to my preaching. There's other times where I've got the message dialed in. I know the points by heart. I know the scriptures by heart. I know exactly what I want to say, especially back in the day when we just had the plaza location and I was preaching five times. There'd be some times, I'll be honest with you, where I would be talking out here and thinking different things in here (laughs) because I can get it real repetitive. In other words, I was still doing the work. Of course, God could still use the word. However, I wasn't adding that little extra desire, passion to it. I wonder what area of your life, of your walking with God, of your leadership, that you're, you're still doing it, but you're not doing it with desire. You're still faithful there, patiently even enduring hardships for Jesus, he says. However, you're missing the whole point. Isn't it Jesus that said, if you're going to do anything, do this first, love God, love people. And this is exactly where the church in Ephesus is missing. And this is exactly where you can test the litmus test of your heart. If you're right with God in the right place, if you're fully awakened to all that he has. And I wonder where the fire has gone for some of you. There's lots of reasons it gets extinguished. You got to discover for yourself, where did it go? Where has the fire gone? You know, every month or so, uh, I, I drive through the, the rough places in our city. I just on purpose, I go out of my way to drive through neighborhoods that are run down and drive through some places that are broken. Because if I get a visual of how the city really is, it awakens me to the need of what God really wants to do. When I'm just looking at my own little world of my creation. When I'm just staying in my office, when I'm just studying, when I'm only meeting with staff or or people on the team that I always meet with, I sometimes can easily lose sight of why we are here as a church. I tell you, anytime I drive through a broken down neighborhood, I get more passionate about the House of Hope. I get more excited about the ministry of our our church. And I think if your fire has gone out, it's because you've been looking at some of the wrong things. You've been staring at the disappointment of what God hasn't done yet. You've been looking around at other people's lives and what God has done in them. And you're worried that you're not going to have your portion. But if you can just get your passion back, know that God is your portion. Watch and see, you'll be blown away even by the end of the year, the things God will do in you and the things that God will do through you. Your perspective fuels your passion your perspective fuels your passion. If I'm looking at what's not happening, I'm gonna be frustrated. But if I can look back to the cross, if I can look about how far I've come, I think about anytime I'm frustrated with what's not happening in my life or my leadership in the church, I just think about it. a decade ago this week, the church was just two people. It was Liz and I, my favorite two people in the church. <laughs> and we were just praying. We're fasting and praying, hoping to have some people to join us in the journey of changing a city, of reaching the lost, of making a difference. Sometimes you need to go back. That's what the angel says to the church in Ephesus I need you to go back and find out where you went astray. What exterior, interior things have have caused that once passionate flame and fire to dampen out? Ephesus was faithful. But they lacked the fuel. How I many know they were killing it at church? They 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 were they were faithful. They were enduring. They kept going. But over time, happens to all of us. Time goes on without attention to the fire, and it will it will it will fan out. I mean you can be really good at church and not make a difference in the world around you. That's exactly what was happening. They were great at protecting the truth. They were great at overcoming uh, attack against them. They were great at being faithful, but they had lost their fire. And friends, you need both. You need, and some of you, you're very faithful, and I love that. But my heart for you, if I could just be your pastor here, uh, if you're a part of this church or not, just for one moment, you owe it to yourself. To go back and get the fire, the passion, the zeal, the desire back. Because I'm telling you, that is the missing ingredient to all that you really want to see God do through your life, even this year. You know, disciplined runners that have set out goals and objectives are really good at learning to like clear their head. To, 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 to keep pushing through even the pain. They're good at focusing on the next mile marker or the next thing they they need to do. And, And their passion or their zeal to be their best supersedes the strain that they're feeling in their physical body. That goal that they've set for themselves beckons them onward. But passion doesn't negate the weariness. It just gives you the resolve to keep pressing in. And listen, if your passion is leaking or lacking, it is not long before you're out of the race. You've got to find the inner fire, desire, love for God. And to love God, you first and foremost got to know how much he loves you. You know, everything we do is a response to the God that first loved us. So you know where you need to start? Dig deeper into how much God loves you. I'm telling you, if you're getting into the word of time and prayer has become more of a chore than a desire, you've got to learn to go get it back and start at the root of it. How much does God love you? It will give you a passion to push through the endurance in life. You know, this church in Ephesus was started in probably right around AD 52 by the apostle Paul himself. Ephesus would be like the fourth largest city in the world at that time. there were people that heard about Jesus, even people that were baptized in water, but there wasn't the spark of the Holy Spirit there. And, and Paul, just walking on the road there one day, comes across two disciples, and he's they, talking about Jesus to them, and, and he says, yeah, we've been baptized like in John's baptism. And he says, well, have you ever heard about the Holy Spirit? And they say, the holy who? And Paul just says, receive it. I mean, Paul is just crazy like that. All of a sudden there was a spark of the things of God and that too, the Bible tells us, it became like 12 followers and 12 people built the largest church in the world at that time. That's where Timothy was the pastor. Listen, friends, never underestimate the power of one person on fire. Wow. Never underestimate the power of one person <laughs> alive to their God purpose, passionate, passionate, about God and about others. The Apostle Paul carried that fire and the church carried on to to great things. I wonder what area you're gonna carry the passion and fire of God in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace. Maybe you, you are exactly the person God's been waiting for to rekindle the desire and the zeal for God that is contagious. We have a passion that's contagious to the world around us. Write this down. Your passion has a place. Passion out of place can be a fire that you don't want. Passion out of its right place can, can burn things down. How many of you know you're a dating couple out there? How on, you gotta put your passion in its right God-ordained place. Got real quiet up here. I know I got some amens on the plaza. Because it can be a good thing, but if it's not under the God-timing and place, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. Your passion has a place. And let me tell you, this isn't about Hillsong Church. This is just about the movement of Jesus on the earth. There's a place for your passion. It's called God's house. It was said about Jesus, a prophecy from David, that a, a zeal, a desire, a passion for God's house consumed Jesus. And if we're going to be followers of Jesus, we should be consumed with the same passion that he has as well. Jesus' passion wasn't for big buildings or cathedrals. His passion was for people. And he knew it would be the church that would be the city on a hill, a light that shouldn't be hidden, giving light to the world. And he needs you to get your desire back. Passion has its place at 2.04 this afternoon when the jets fly overhead. How many know Arrowhead will be bumping? There will be people with great passion in that place. And listen, I'm never going to tear down that, but I do think this. We're known for having the loudest stadium in the world, and I think some of the quietest churches. And I would just say this. It's not a competition against football, but I would hope that your faith would carry a little more excitement and invigoration than a game. Well, it's not my personality type. I'm not talking about being loud. I'm talking about being passionate. Passionate isn't a decibel level. It's the desire of the heart. It starts from the place that God loves you and he's worthy of all praise and all honor and all worship. Passion will make your dream become a reality. It will help you be successful in your business life, be effective at your job. It'll help you build a great marriage. It'll help you raise up incredible kids. And listen, I know the audience I'm speaking to today. You are faithful. It's like AFC Championship Sunday. It's negative 91 degrees outside. And y'all in church, you are faithful. And I'll never take that away from you, but what I'm trying to add to your faithfulness is fuel. Can we make sure that this time next year, we're more passionate than we are today? Can we make sure that this time next week, we've done the work at least. Maybe the fire hasn't like taken off yet, but we're doing what we need to do What we're asked of, what God desires of us, we're choosing to fan it into into flame. You know, many of you came into 2020 telling God all the things you need to accomplish your dream, your plan. Can I tell you right now, that's not what you need. You need the fire of God. You need to find your fuel in Him. You need Him to awaken your God desires, and it will take you to a place beyond your dreams, beyond your goals, well beyond the things you're wanting to see. Because many times you need to realize what the church of Ephesus did have down was faithfulness. They just need to add to it some fuel and some passion and they lost their fire. Sometimes you don't need the desire to get up and go. Sometimes you need the desire to stick it out and stay. We're a generation. We're a people that love to taste and dabble and hop to place to the next well, we don't want to be committed to anything. And yet there's something about choosing to let your fire burn and smolder in a place over time that will together as a church produce a greater light, a greater heat, a synergy for the kingdom of God. Sometimes you just need to stick it out and stay. Paul tells Timothy that 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. He says, I urged you. I, I, I urged you. I, I challenged you that when I went to Macedonia, that you needed to stay there, where? In Ephesus, because it wasn't fun anymore. The church had gotten going, started with two to 12 to, 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 to thousands. Again, in one of the major cities of the world, it would be like a New York City of its day and age. It was a major place of commerce, of business, where the world gathered and God had a great thing going, but then over time they were really good at doing church, but they were getting distracted. They were starting making it about them and not the world around them. It says, Hey, I need you to stay there so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer. How many know that's the least fun conversation you're gonna have in church? says, I need you to do some things that aren't exciting, but they're essential. And you've got to have a fire or a passion or a zeal to push through difficult things. Passion kept Noah building the ark when everyone mocked him and humanity was saved. Passion kept Daniel to pray in public even when he was under despair, even though it caused him to face the the lion's den. Passion kept Jesus on the cross. Passion can keep you in a place that's not always fun, but when you persevere with passion and desire and fire in that place, it has a beautiful God result. You gotta learn to plant yourself with passion. That's why if you're not a part of the church yet, you're missing out. Groups are so important. If you don't have friends in church, that's your own fault. That's why we have groups. Maybe that was too direct. Can I encourage you today (laughs) to get into a connect? It'll be a great additive to your heart and soul. The only reason you're lonely is because you choose to be. We've got, like, well, I'm different. We've got a bunch of weirdos here. Look at me. Come on, I'm in charge. We have next today, new to church. Some of you like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm telling you, you're not going to find out until you plan. Yeah. Until you make a decision that I, may, may, I, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and decide to stick it out and see what God does. Great. And I tell you this, if you begin to live with like somebody so desiring that door to be opened, the opportunity to come, and what God is saying, hey, just work on the fire. Just work on fanning the flame, your heart towards me, and your heart towards hurting, and the rest of humanity. And what you'll find is your passion will eventually pull you in to your position. Your passion will eventually pull you in to promotion. It's the way that God works. Think about when David met Goliath. David was not invited to the party. He was just being faithful to serve his father, doing something, although he'd already been anointed king, he was doing the work of his father, being faithful. And he shows up on the front lines, wasn't invited to the party. It was the worst party ever, by the way. There was a giant bully there trying to kill everybody. And he was defiling his God and just something inside of David, like that spirit of Jesus that had a heart for God's people, said not today. And in one moment of defiance of the enemy set in course a domino effect of destiny that led David exactly into his calling. And it started with a fire to do the right thing for God. And in Revelation 2, it's important to notice it says that you didn't lose your passion. You left your first love. You, you, you left it. You lost it. Like, you, it's not gone forever. You've misplaced it. One translation says you've abandoned it. It is still there to be found. It's still there to be found. It says, look back. See, see where you fell from. If you've ever been more passionate about Jesus and loving, serving, taking care of the people around you, you're the perfect candidate for a great awakening. You're the perfect candidate to get your passion, your zeal, your desire back. I think one thing you need to understand is passion needs to be practiced. Passion needs to be practiced. Because it says, look back and see how far you're falling. and, And then what does it say? And do the things you did before. Do the works you did before. Not feel the feels from before. I mean, no feeling fades, but you have to desire, I'm going to do the things that will fuel my fire, even when I don't feel like it. If you're not loving the word of God right now, be dedicated to it all over again and come into it in humility and say, God, I might have read this before, but would you speak something new to me? I'm going to do the work. Do the works I did before. Sometimes, some of you are barely making it through prayer at dinner time, let alone having that secret place that I talked about last week. Do the work. Yeah. Dig in a little deeper. Start to fan into flame for yourself. Take ownership of that spark and don't lose that fire again. Watch and see. You do the work before, not when you feel it. You just make the decision and dedication, and it will come back. It'll come back. I believe this better than before. Passion needs to be practice. People that are good at what they do weren't just gifted. They were passionate enough to work on it. In eighth grade, I probably, in an unhealthy way, idolized basketball. I mean, I grew up in the Jordan era. That was everything basketball. Loved it. Probably should have chosen something else based upon my body type and skill set, like coding or something would have been more beneficial for my future. But that was my passion. And I, I lived in Southern California at the, time, at the time, grew up there as a kid, and, and I had a park down the street every time. Even if it was raining a little bit, I would be out there playing all the time. I'd stay after practice and play, 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 play. Even when it was raining hard, I'd go into my garage, I'd bring the chairs from the dining room, and I would dribble around them. Even the in-chairs, they were better defenders. They had arms and I would work those ones right there. Because <laughs> I, I had a desire, so I took my natural, very little of it, <laughs> and added my dedication. I practiced, and when the time came, I was at my best. See, you don't really know what God has fully prepared for you. The Bible says it hasn't even entered into your mind. You can't even imagine all that he has in store, but will you be ready in that time? And that's the decision you have to make. Look back to see how far you've fallen and go and do the things you did at first. Every time, you, listen, every time you grind it out sometimes with the God dedication, with the dis- spiritual discipline, you're building into your God-given future greater than you know, and only you can protect your fire. Only you can fan it into flame. When we worship and we don't feel like it, it's because we're practicing for a day when we're gonna need to lift up our hands because all we see around us is defeat. It's preparing us for a day that we will have victory. It's preparing us for our future, that we're willing to worship God not based upon feelings. When it's tough to give, that's why I gotta do it all the more because it's a dedication and a desire to make God famous and to bring his kingdom into the world. You have to choose, because sometimes after you get into the position you desired, it's easy to lose your passion, because you arrived. That happened to David, same little shepherd boy. He practiced in the field before Goliath. Who did he find? A lion and a bear. He was ready. He practiced with his passion, protecting sheep before he led a nation. He practiced it. And then he gets to the place of the palace, from pasture to palace, his place of promotion. And over time, the Bible says that when the kings went off to war, which is where he wanted to be, remember, he went to the front lines all of a sudden because now he's in a place of comfort. He forgets his calling. And it's in that season where he sees Bathsheba and makes the biggest mistake of his life, causes a a crisis in his own family, his, his integrity takes takes a major shot he he wasn't running up to the battle lines anymore he was staying at home and it brought a family crisis the death to a child it had grave repercussions for him losing his fire and yet psalms 51 he realizes i lost it but i know where to go to get it back he says god do a new work in me renew a right spirit in me clean my heart up oh god bring your refiner's fire to every impurity in my heart. I've fallen out of place, but I know where to go to get it back." The angel says, you'll lose your place. If you don't create that space, that place for God to bring that desire, that zeal, if you don't protect it, it says you're gonna lose your place. I think many of you, listen, I don't say this in judgment. I know when I'm just speaking to a group of this size and magnitude, there's people that have lost their place. You've lost the fire. You've lost the first love. Just acknowledge it. That's the act of humility. Repentance, it says, I'm gonna do something about it. I'm not just gonna talk the talk. I know where to go to get it back. And he will renew a right spirit. Notice David didn't come and say, God, I need you to fix all the problems around me. Uh, He says, God, I need you to fix me. Start in me. If you've been out of step with God for a while, if you've lost your zeal, your passion for his presence, if you've not been living for that purpose that he has, if you've just grown comfortable, maybe you've been faithful, but you've lost that fuel, God says you can get it back. Are you gonna flee when you don't feel it? Are you gonna go to the right place and are you gonna fuel it? I believe this, if you'll begin just to follow your God-given purpose, your God-given passions, God-given desires, he'll open up doors for you. You could never open for yourself there's more fire for you there's more momentum in life for you there's a greater ministry through your life which is why God still has us here on the earth let's not lose our place as a church and let's not lose your place the light you're called to be the person on display for the glory of God that you're called to be if you lost your fire you can get it back on the Plaza North, why don't we stand to our feet? I'm gonna invite us in for a moment of prayer and, and then a moment of praise. And I expect this, I expect those, particularly those that says I've lost my way a little bit, I've lost my desire, I've drifted from my first love. I've been focused on what hasn't been working And to so the God who's already completed the work of the cross for me. I've lost my, 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 my hunger for more of him. I've lost my heart for hurting humanity around me that when we worship, I want you to worship with passion. I want you to worship unbridled. I want you to worship as if there is a little fire on the inside and your outward praise is inviting in fresh wind of the Holy Spirit to breathe fresh life and to fan into flame the zeal, the desire for what God wants to do in you and what God wants to do for you you I did this in the first service I just feel led to do it again even on the plaza where I can't see you right now in the north eyes wide open this is church this is family someone in family has fallen behind or struggling how many know we take care of each other it's the beauty of connects is you have people there to rely on people that know your name know your story know your calling going to help you encourage you hold you accountable bring the God best out of you but if you're here If you're on the plaza and you just say, hey, I've lost my desire, I've lost my passion just a little bit. Uh, I've fallen from where I used to be in the fervency of my faith, and I want to get it back. If you just have the humility... Just to say, that's me. Would you just raise your hand? You can raise both hands if you want. Let's start our worship here. I want to pray for you on the plaza in the north. Hands going up all over. I love this. I love this. I love this. Just the fact that you have the humility to say, I've missed it, and I want it back. Watch and see. It's coming back better than before, greater than before. He's going to do a new thing. He's going to bring a God thing on the inside of you. The old stuff's going to go, and the new is just beginning. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for the plaza, for the north, for every family, for every individual, for every heart. We're here today saying we hunger for you. You're our first love. Lord, forgive us. We repent from how far we have fallen in not pursuing you, not desiring you. Maybe it's been seen in our lack of love for people around us. Lord, we're coming to you arms wide open, ready to receive. Wake us up to how much you love us. Wake us up to what you've already done for us. We refuse to be frustrated by what we don't see in front of us. We will be fueled on the inside from our love for you. a great awakening in the heart of every individual, every life. Lord, I thank you that destinies are being defined, that their passion is pulling them into a God position, a God promotion, a God blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we say amen? Come on, Plaza. Let's worship together.